Hey, how you going? Good to have you along. Hey, uh, so today I caught up with Tim Omatic, who's changed his name to Tim Omaji. But during the interview, he told me that he changed his name back to Tim Omatic. It's crazy. So we've got a, a world premiere here of the new Tim Omatic in this show. So if you don't know who Tim Omatic is, He's a fucking legend. He is such a cool dude. He's a Nigerian-born Australian singer-songwriter. He's a dancer. This guy is an incredible dancer. He's got to be one of the best modern contemporary dancers in Australia. He uh, became famous from So You Think You Can Dance, which he almost won in 2009. And in 2011, he was on Australia's Got Talent. I think he came second or third. Can't remember. But anyway, he should have won that too because he's fucking unbelievable. Probably got beaten by a singing contortionist or something weird. Uh, Later that year, he signed with Sony Music Australia and had a whole stack of hits. His first song was Set It Off. I think it made a number one or two. And Parachutes as well. Got played all over Australia and and some other parts of Asia and around the world. Either way, this guy's four times platinum from the Australian Record Industry Association, the ARIA charts. He's releasing a new album. I I actually... I probably should have done this, but I was in at Southern Cross Stereo, which is uh, Triple M and... Today FM or whatever it's called now, Hit 1041 or whatever. And I was reading some commercials and uh, there's a guy that works there by the name of Starzy who makes all the ads. And we've been saying we're going to catch up for a drink for ages. And anyway, after we do this commercial, he goes, you all, let's, let's catch up at midday. Apparently, Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise are going to be downstairs doing a launch for the new Mummy movie. And it just so happens... It's straight across from the Bavarian Beer Cafe or German Beer Cafe or whatever it is called downstairs at World Square in Sydney. So we thought, yeah, well, let's kind of have a few beers and and watch what goes on. So (laughs) uh, he pretty much wrote the afternoon off and we both sat there drinking massive steins of beer and yelling out off the balcony at Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise, hey guys, come and have a stein, come and have a beer. (laughs) And my voice is so loud, like across this massive courtyard in the middle of World Square, <laughs> Russell Crowe looked up the first time. And he's going, oh, shit, I better not look up there. Don't encourage them. And you could just <laughs> feel that they knew we were up there. There's blokes up there that want to have a beer with Rusty. We didn't want to come up. So anyway, my story is we uh, we, we had a few beers and then uh, he had to go back to, to work to finish a few things off. Or I think he might have even gone straight home as we were a little inebriated. And Tim O'Matic messaged me and said, hey, we're in the studio. Tim O'Matic and, and my mate Chenille Sharma, actually, who's producing the album for Tim O'Matic. And Chenille's a musical genius. Uh, he discovered the Veronicas. He's produced a whole stack of acts, worked with Carl Cox, the world-renowned DJ. Best buddy of mine. Awesome dude. He's my guru. But anyway, his best mate to Tim O'Matic is how I met him. And Tim and Chanel messaged me and said, yeah, come into the studio. And they're in at Sony Music in the city in Sydney. And I thought, yeah, why not? I'm not too drunk. (laughs) Sorry, Tim, if you're listening to this podcast. But I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're using too many chords. You just just use three and just get into that feeling. And and they're like, yeah, okay, let's try that. (laughs) Next thing you know, they're they're making this, this song, which just evolve before my very eyes and I'm buttoning in there and I'm pushing a few keys and they go yeah that, that sounds okay I don't know how much I annoyed them and if they completely scrapped that song or not but, or if I'm ever allowed back into the studios at Sony Music I'm sure we're still friends I've spoken to him since then everything's cool here's his new song which is called Suave on his YouTube it's got a bit of a a ragga sort of Cuban 
Rastafarian kind of dance beat, which is the vibe that I was listening to in the studio as well. Very cool. Love it. Oh, I just want to dance. I feel what you're doing. I love what you're doing. You can sing, you can dance. Before we start, don't forget we're looking for Patreons, patrons of the show, but it's actually a website called patreon.com forward slash on the mic. If you make a donation once a month, it can be a couple of bucks. It can be a hundred bucks. Whatever you want to donate helps get this show made so Rachel can edit it and make it happen. She's a legend. Thank you, Rachel. And we've got special gifts for you if you do become a Patreon, like bottles of wine and T-shirts and autographed stuff. Special behind-the-scenes video footage, patreon.com forward slash on the mic to be a part of this show. And hey, in August, I'm running in the city to surf, thanks to the Shepherd Centre. Yes, I'm an ambassador for the Shepherd Centre, and we're raising funds and awareness for kids with hearing difficulties. Amazing organisation, and if you'd like to run with me as a part of the team, ahead of the entire pack, become a gold sponsor. Find out more at onthemic.com. Here is... Tim O'Matic. On the mic. Test, test, test. With Mike Goldman. I'm doing well, mate. How are you? I'm really good. Not Tim O'Matic anymore, which I, I have to force myself not to say Tim O'Matic because at the start of all, all your great songs, like yeah. Parachute, you're Tim O'Matic. I love that. <laughs> Thanks, man. You do you say it well. Tim O'Matic. Yeah. <laughs> is that you saying that or is that someone that else? Is, that is me saying that. I said it in front of every song and, you know, it, it's a way of getting out there and making people remember that it's, it's the boy Tim O'Matic doing do you, do you say Tim O'Matic on the viewers? <laughs> no. I try to say, oh, my, G, but it, it didn't really catch on as, as the Tim Matic did. It's like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. my, G. Exactly, exactly oh, that. Cool. Yeah, man. Hey, um, thank you so much for letting me do this interview. I've been a fan of yours ever since you are on So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, you, you, you became really well known <laughs> on that in Australia. Yeah. I think, was it Danny Minogue and Brian McFadden were the judges, or is that Australia's Got Talent Australia's when you're on that? Talent, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Danny, Brian, and uh, Mr. Sanderlands, Kyle. But Kyle was never there. He's always sick. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's right. The grand final of that season I was on, he was he, he was at home. What, what's what's <laughs> the deal with Carl? I mean, he, get, he gets headaches or something like that or, or yeah. um, migraines and he doesn't come to work, which is good for people like me because, I mean, I don't earn all the millions of dollars that he does on radio and, yeah. and can afford to just sit at home and go, nah, couldn't be bothered going to work today. Because I uh, was working with him on Big Brother with Jackie O and he, right. just, he just didn't show up. And whenever he didn't show up, I, I, I said one day, I said, oh, c- can I just get paid what Carl's getting? And they said, yeah, that, that should do fine and i'm thinking what am i gonna get and i made more money than i've ever made in my life hosting wow. a show when i filled in for you because i said just pay me what he was getting ah there you go hey let me make sure that i get on any kyle gigs as well man <laughs> he's a good negotiator i should make definitely, him my agent definitely filling for him but oh. um that's just uh, look I, I think it's funny it, it, it all adds to the to the character that is kyle you yeah. know what i mean it, it, it's it's a talking point. He's actually a really nice guy. We, we get along really well, and he's always stuck his neck out for me. Like, he put me on his radio show, and he'll put shit on me and say, how come we've only got shit celebrities today to interview? But, you know, he, you're on the number one radio show in Australia, so you're getting exposure, and he's, he's having a bit of a laugh. He, of course. You can't take yourself too seriously. So so you think you can dance. Yeah. Was that before or or after you had your, your back accident? I think it was 2010 or something like that. Right. You had your back. So you think you could dance was uh, 2009? Yeah. 2010, I did Fame the Music in where I incurred a stress fracture 
Yeah, so that's that's an incredible show for a dancer to be in fame. And then all of a sudden, your back's had a stress fracture. What, what was going through your mind back then? Talk us through it. Look, that was a really tough time for me. You know, I just started, you know, as lead on this amazing show. We're going around. We just finished Melbourne. We're getting into Sydney. I started to feel pain in my back. I was rehearsing through it, going to therapists, you know, massage therapists to try and work that out. And it just got worse. And uh, it got to the point where I really was, dare I say, paralyzed outside stage before going on. And I'd have to literally make myself fall over to just kind of start the, the body going and then run on stage and, and do it in pain. You know, we got to opening night in Sydney, did that, and I was like, I'm out. And I was out for four months. So. Oh, that must have been so hard, something you've strived yeah. to do your entire life. Of course, of course. But what it, it did do is it, it really realigned my focus of what I really wanted to do. Though I loved the musical life, I was born to be on stage to do to do pop songs, man, and, yeah. to, and to do my own music. That was the universe saying get into the studio yeah, and, and record your much. songs. You yeah, can't exactly. dance now, so you may as well start singing. Exactly that. And I spent every waking moment perfecting the craft of writing music, singing, and really visualizing what I wanted to do. And, you know, that led to AGT, Australia's Got Talent, the next year, which I was a little hesitant to go on mm. because... Once you've done one show mm. and you feel the sting of getting kicked off, yeah, it's it's not a feeling you want to kind of re redo yeah. many times. But you know, through through the right guidance at the time, I needed to be on a platform where I could show people what I could do, mm. and that was the platform. You got you came third though. Who'd you get? Third. Who'd you get beaten by? Was it a contortionist or a juggler or something? It was, it was, a, it was a bit. Thank God they're all humans. <laughs> Which was great. It was. <laughs> it would have sucked to be beaten by by a dancing dog or something. <laughs> Bobo the dancing dog. I wouldn't live that down. This would be a very different in- interview if that was the case. But um, no, Jack Vision. Uh, he was twelve at the time. He won. He was kind of had the voice of Aretha Franklin and Constantino. Oh, the magician. The magician. Right. Yeah. He's doing well, traveling all over the world, doing his magic at the moment. So, Tim Omaji, yeah. tell me, uh, what's happening now? You've got this new album that yeah. you're working on that you're about to release. I, I was lucky enough to go into Sony Studios the other day with our mutual friend, Chenille, who's been yes. working with you on the album, and he's uh, credited with discovering people like the Veronicas yep. and working with everyone from Carl Cox to so many great names all over the world. And now yeah. you've teamed up, and the music is incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we it was it was meant to be. Shout out to the guy Chenille. We we came together creatively at the start of the year um, in Brisbane, and and we just went in and started to to vibe out on music, and and we we got a sound that was almost Caribbean slash Afro slash Latin kind of infused sounds uh, on the foundation of pop R and B. With a bit of Cuban salsa thrown in for good Always. measure. You know, a little bit of Loved uh, social it. club, the Bonavista Social Club thrown in there. Yeah. You know, making people move, but giving people a vibe. You know what I mean? Giving people something smooth to kind of to kind of drink to, to kind of, you know, just, just do life through. And so, mm. man, the album's sounding good. Your other songs were great. I mean, I think you've got to the top of the charts, the ARIA yeah. charts with Parachute and all your other songs that you've released in the past are just brilliant. And this is this is the best stuff that you're about to put out, Thank I think. You, and man. one song in particular, I think you got a sample from Ace yeah. of Bass. Yeah. yeah oh, That She Wants is another bit. And I, I picked up on it and I thought, I really like this. is catchy. And I went, hang on. I know that. What made you decide to sample Ace of Bass in that song coming out soon? Man. Uh... What's it called? 
it's do what you want is the song that that we're, we're working towards putting out man we we wanted to do something we had the song we had the vibe we, we produced the, the music up and we were like you know what's gonna be instant what what can we do what melody can we put in that that's just gonna go so we're like look let's let's go through some 90s classics and be creative and we landed on ace of bass all that she wants and it just fit it was a, it was a glove uh, even writing the, the rewrite of do what you want came very quickly and, and everything flowed from there. But I think, you know, in music today, man, like sometimes if if it's already there for you, you kind of just got to line with it and roll yeah. with it. Yeah, it's all some of the greatest songs like Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby was a sample of Under Pressure by David go, Bowie, David Bowie and, and um, Freddie Mercury. Freddie that was a cool song. So oh, what, what is your process for writing a song? Uh, it, it, it starts, usually starts with the, the beat, the production, the bed, making sure that there is a nice bed to land on. Mm. Once that's there, and it doesn't have to be super developed, just making sure the chords are there, that really inspires the mood of, of, of where I want to take a song. And then melody will come before lyric. Usually I'll hum out things and I really write anymore. Like, so I like to just do it on the fly and, and, and record in real time mm. to make sure it feels good. You know what I mean? So you'll hear a beat and you'll, you'll sort of just along to the beat and, and you go, that sounds like, what do you call it? Baby, <laughs> baby talk. talk. Baby so, talk. So you baby talk to the beats yeah. and, and, and then you listen to it back and go, oh, that actually sounds like this word. Oh, we could write it about that. Correct. Correct. Um, you know, because it's the flow. Look, music, you know, how Katy Perry and people like that are big in China is because of the melodies. Yes. The melody is the universal kind of language there. People can pick up on what? It's the way it sounds as opposed yeah. to what people are saying. Yeah. So as long as the melody is fire, and you'll see that with most of the biggest songs in the world, the melody came first. As long as that is fire, mm. you're 80, 90% there. Well, David Bowie used to push his magici- magicians. David Bowie used to push his musicians so hard until they made a mistake. And he'd go, that sounded good, do that again. And he would use there that as go. the melody because it, it's something different. What do you reckon's your best song so far? Released or unreleased? Released? Both. Oh, okay, let's go release. Best song so far released in terms of my personal favorite. Mm. My personal favorite song released would have to be Can You Feel It? It was the third release from the Timomatic album. Mm. And we shot half the film clip in Mexico when we toured there. It's, just a, it's a freeing song, man. It's a song with a drop and it. it's, it's very freeing when it kind of comes on. So that's released, unreleased. Do what you want. Do what you want, obviously, is it clear. But I think, you know, like what you're saying, I feel like my most favorite song I released, I haven't made it yet. Mm. So. Is, is that is that the new single? Do what you want. It's the new one, man. Be the first one. That's the new one. I'm not, when's this coming out? Probably in the next week. <laughs> so we may not we may not be able. I'll, I'll release this when the single comes out, like at the same oh. time. It's all better to strike the hammer with the hammer at the same time, you know, yeah. with everything. So let's get that sound bite. Yeah. yeah. So do what you want is going to be the next single. It's about to be released with the Ace of Bass sample. Look, this is going to warm up winter. It's going to be in every car, every radio station. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cool. I loved it. It's a great song. My favorite song at the moment. I can't stop playing it on my iPhone. Yeah, what are you but, listening to? Uh, I've been listening to uh, Kings of Leon lately, old Kings of Leon, okay. and some and some more day. recent stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I was interviewing James Curley the other day on one of the other podcasts, and he said he hung out with the lead singer in New York and uh, went and had a fun night. So that made me, reminded me of them, and I, I went and listened to them. But I've, I've been listening to Tidal a lot, you know, yeah. uh, Jay Z. Yeah. music broadcast system that he set up with Lady Gaga and Madonna and all these other the music of the music world I call them yeah and I, I like uh, a lot of the uh, the new music sections that they have in there because I like to find stuff and discover it and just add it to my playlist and been listening to a, a bit of old Beastie Boys uh, and a bit of old Brit pop like Blur and Pulp and yeah. all that sort of British 
pop, like Oasis and all that kind of thing. So my my music tastes a bit all over the shop because I was a, a DJ and, and, and growing up around a DJ. My dad as well when I was a kid. So, you know, growing up around music, you'd always be thinking what kind of music will people like and what can I play at this party and always yeah. always trying to find the old school hits that everyone loves that haven't heard for a while and all that kind of thing. Great. So you're a massive Michael Jackson fan and yeah. that, that encouraged you to get into music when you were quite young. But you came from uh, Nigeria when you were 10 months old Great. and your, your parents have gone back there. You get back there to see them much? Yeah, look, they they actually come out here a lot more of the time to see to see the whole fam because we're out here. But I, I want to plan a visit at the end of the year to come see the folks over there. But um, yeah, Nigeria is you know such a vibrant place for music, and on a global scale, a lot of Nigerian artists are really crossing over to mainstream markets. The biggest stream song on Spotify last year was One Dance by Drake, mm. and that featured a Nigerian artist. Mm. A lot of people don't know. Yeah, Wizkid. Yeah, so there's there's a big movement going on there, which is exciting to kind of see and to and to really be a part of um, from here. I mean, to my knowledge, I, I'm the only Nigerian pop artist coming out of Australia right now. Oh wow! So it's, yeah, I'll take cool. that. Yeah, I'll take number that. one on the Australian Nigerian <laughs> pop charts again exactly. for the 365th day in a row. Timomaji. So have you been in Nigeria since yeah. since you left? What's it like? Uh, Nigeria is, man, it, it's crazy to me because my grandparents still live in like the rural parts of Nigeria. So being able to go back to the village and see that lifestyle is an absolute trip. It's a beautiful thing to see. So you got that. What's then, there? What's it look like? It's like... Your grandpa's village in Nigeria. Yeah, your grandpa's village. Does he live in a palace or what is it? <laughs> it's, it's like, you got, it's, it's, it's a compound. So it's out in like the farm area. So you got like a compound and, and actually like little kind of houses set up. And then you have like a place for where the cooking happens. There's a little hut for the cooking and a hut for the washing. And then, you know, they've got the animals around to kind of... So they're farmers. Yeah, yeah, they're farmers. Yeah. What kind of farming? Ah, man. Sheep, cattle, all sorts of stuff. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Is that what your parents were doing in Nigeria before they moved to Australia? Why'd they move here? My my mom and dad, my dad is an academic. And so my dad moved here on a scholarship to study at the UC, which is University of Canberra. And uh, so that's, yeah, and then he got quickly into lecturing and he did his PhD in sociology and criminology. Brainiac, he's, he's a very smart man. Well, what made him decide to move back to Nigeria? Learned all this stuff in Australia and decided yeah. to take it back to the mother pretty, country. Pretty much, you know, he really wanted to encourage and to share guidance mm. on a educational level back into Nigeria. So he went back as a vice chancellor at a new university over there for four years. He did that for four years. Mm. And now he's gone on to just do leadership training for executives mm. now. And, and uh, he's, he's actually, they're both in Australia at the moment. They've been visiting for a couple of months now. That's great. I, I love it when people leave their, their home country, especially if it's like a third world country. You hear a lot of people uh, who are in India, they end up getting a scholarship to the United States and working in tech and yep. you know going climbing a ladder in their field and then heading back to India and helping other people there. It, it's, it's such a, there's so many great stories that are happening in that area. It's powerful. I think... You know, we all have our own tribe, if you will, our own people that, that need help. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to kind of use whatever you can to, you know, send that, la- send that ladder down, man, and, and to give other people opportunity that probably wouldn't have that. That's exciting. That's cool, man. Look at you go. Your parents have brought you over to Australia and you're just nailing it and traveling the world. You mentioned before that you went to Mexico and yeah. did some shows. Uh, what was that like? And where else have you been? Oh, Mexico is, 
you know what? Uh, it was an incredible show we got to do. It's a radio festival. The Elevento. And Elevento. Elevento. Oh. Andale, andale. <laughs> welcome it's to Elevento. <laughs> now please welcome to the stage, Signor Timo Maggi. <laughs> Straight up. It was pretty much like that. I did radio. <laughs> I did radio that morning at 6 a.m. By 9 a.m. I'd lost my voice. Oh, wow. That's how loud. Mexico's massive. How many people in Mexico? Is it like 500 million or something ridiculous? Something crazy. I have no idea. Mm. But we, it, was, it was my biggest live show today. It was 100,000 people in the Aztec, wow. Aztec arena. And it was insane, bro. And, and the beats to Mexican music, a lot of them are all the same. Like, doom, 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 yeah, doom, doom. I, I, I love that poppy yeah. sound that they have there. I went to uh, Cancun a couple of years ago, and all the radio stations just play exactly the same beat. <laughs> it's hilarious. That reggaeton beat, it drives it. The Mexican people such people of that area such lovers of music and fans you know just fans of music going there i'd only been there once and i had people at the airport and i was like just because i was playing on the radio the real real fans of music so it was, it was beautiful i, I hope to go where else you been uh germany oh yeah sprickens the dutch <laughs> yeah in germany there did a couple shows in germany whereabouts in essen we did a show there uh in cologne we did a show there as well cool uh, yeah, random. Also, I was talking about, you know, melody being the universal versal language. Mm-hmm. So is dancing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Felt, I feel like I would struggle a lot if I couldn't dance mm. because people get that. You know, you don't have to speak any word of English mm. to get that. You know what I mean? So that was cool. Where else? China. A lot of places in Asia. China, Taiwan, Vietnam. Was that to promote the music, the album at the same time? Yeah, to promote music. And I'd always be called there to do... I did a lot of stuff with the Hennessy label. Oh, yeah. Hennessy brand. And they would do this thing of mixing mixing drinks and mixing art that was their whole thing the art of mixing cool and so i i went there and a few times back and forth to perform it and to collaborate with local artists mix a few drinks scull them scull them down and get up and dance (laughs) pretty much i actually got to perform with kelly Rowland in vietnam oh cool yeah which was only made possible by them so yeah what's kelly like she's on the voice at the moment she is she's man she's a hard worker she's cool very sweet very sweet individual. Mm. Yeah. I work with her as well. Oh, cool. Not, not, not doing a, uh, a massive rock concert in, yeah. in China, but yeah. uh, we were doing a mobile phone store launch in okay. Sydney and they, they flew her out. Yeah. Brand new launch of a new mobile phone as well and got her up on stage. We're chatting away. Okay, let's let's get the phone out here. And the yeah. battery died. Oh, <laughs> Oh, no way. Oopsies. What did you think? What did you think of Kels? I thought she's beautiful in yeah. real life. So much more beautiful in real life. Lovely girl. Just uh, really loved Australia as well, which is why I guess she's back here on The Voice now. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, Will I Am, when he came here, he fell in love with it. People fall in love with this country. And I think people from here forget, you know, as it goes, get complacent, forget how good we have it here. Mm. We've got a good. Hey, uh, so what's what's the plans from here to promote this album? Are you going to take it to the world, or what are you going to uh, do? There's no stopping. We're taking it everywhere. And I guess for people who don't know out there, Timomati 2.0 is back. Yes, he the is. name Timomaji. Yeah. Oh, Maji. <laughs> Omatic. Timomati. What? Are <laughs> oh, you bringing the name yeah. back? Yeah. Oh, you're not st- sticking with Omaji. No. Oh, how come? Why? No, that's this is a whole other interview, isn't it? To be honest, the only people that call me Timamaji are people in media that saw the media release. <laughs> the people on the streets that I see, I'm Timomatic, man. Mm. And at the end of the day, I do this music for them. And this, yeah, I, I put this in pers- into perspective. So my sister calls me, she says, we're, we're really good friends with, with Jess Mabo and her family. Mm. And she said, she was chilling with, with the family. Mm. And, and Mother Malboy said to her, there's this great artist come out. 
have you heard of him? Got this good sign called Go to Work. She's like, oh, what's his name? She said, oh, his name's Tim Amaji. And my sister's like, that's it's the same. It's, it's Tim. It's Tim Amaji. She's like, no, are you kidding me? So yeah. all these things, I'm like, there's no need in fight in fighting a brand or a name, an artist name that is already kind of still embedded with people. But, you know, Prince changed his name to a sign, love sign, yeah. to a symbol. And yeah. I think when people do that, even if it's Prince or Osher Gunsberg, who yeah. when, he was Spidey when I first met him. Really? At uh, Hit 105 in Brisbane. He was DJing there and I was DJing at Triple M doing the night show in Brizzy. Right. He was beating me in the ratings. And we actually played shows together as well because he had a band called Feebles Junkie okay. and I was in a band called Polish. Yeah, right. Meaning we were a polished act, but we actually had Polish people show up and, yeah. and, and, and think that we were playing Polish music. So really, we should have changed our name, but we didn't. Yeah, right. And he changed his name to Andy G, and then it was Andrew G, and yeah. now it's Osher Gunsberg. I have a theory about people who change their names in their career. I, I think, I mean, yours is, is for a reason that it's, you know, your real name, your heritage, and some wanker record company guy probably said, you know, you need to be Tim Omatic. Yeah. That'll be a great name. It's not Nigerian or some, some wanker probably said that. Just just my vibe. I don't know if that's true or not. But people like Osha or whoever, like Prince, it's a great publicity stunt anyway. Yeah. And it's something to talk about. Otherwise, like, what have you been doing? Recording this album. Here it is. Like, what have you been Doing. I changed my name. Why did you change your name? Exactly. It's something to talk about. Something to talk about. And I think it's exciting. I think, you know, once I do the, the, the tell-all book, people will know the, the real kind of depth of, of it. But, man, it's exciting. Mm. I, and I think, you know, Tim Amatic was, was a name that got me around the world. Mm. Yeah. And so realigning with, with that is, is a beautiful thing. Yeah, man, and it's, I'm always going to be me. You know what I mean? Tim Amadji's always going to be there. And, you know. Bob Dylan, his real name is something Bob Zimmerman, isn't it? Really? Yeah, like, like there's all these other crazy people who, not crazy people, there's all these other great musicians who have had original names and actors who have original names that change them. Like Cat Stevens as well. Like he, he changed his name. Yep. He's got some Islamic name now. Yeah, who, uh, Chet Faker's not Chet Faker anymore. He's, Chet Faker's changed his name. Yeah, he's. Oh, so he was faking it the whole time. Nick, Nick, Nick <laughs> he's Nick Murphy now. Maybe do you think I should change my name? Maybe well, I need a revamp because you know yeah. I, people. I've still got a bit of the whole Big Brother thing hanging over go. my head. Maybe, maybe I need to be uh, Mikey Mikey Goldie Goldman or something Goldie. like that. I don't know. If, looking at me, just look at me, yeah. Tim Amaji, Tim Amatic, who I was going to call, <laughs> train myself to call Tim Amaji, who's yeah. now back to Tim Amatic. It's easier, um, right? Rolls off the what what do I look like? Looking at me, what could my name be? Your name. Do I look like a Brian, a David, or a Jono? Oh, okay, okay. You could be uh, Trent. Trent. Uh, no, my best friend's Trent. I can't. I can't. can't I can't be here. That'd be like we're both called Trent. He'll just think I'm copying him. I know. True. Okay. What about just one word? One word. Well, like you know, one one cool word. Like Prince says his name Prince, but I don't want to be King or Prince. Like maybe I just you know have a name. Like Kyle. He's Kyle Sanderlands. You know, that's yeah. a good name. Osha. Yeah, it's, it's like he owns that name yeah. now. Yeah. I would say um, because of your last name, I said gold. Gold. I just gold. changed my name to gold. gold. You've been listening to On the Mic with Gold. Ooh. Me, I am now gold. Gold. As named by Timo Matic. <laughs> gold. That's gold, Everything baby. You touch, man. Everything you touch turns to it. Gold. Silence is Goldman. <laughs> I love it. Gold. 24 <laughs> 7. Gold coming at you. Hey, so uh, where can people download this song as soon as it comes out? 
all the streaming sites, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon. They say Amazon. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to meet someone that uses Amazon. I don't think Amazon has launched properly in Australia yet, has it? Right. Okay. But they're, they're making so many movies and live streaming shows in yeah. the US and yeah. going, to, going to take on Netflix very soon here. And also in the, um, right. in, in the uh, retail world, they're opening up Amazon in Australia up against Coles and Aldi and all the, oh, all the really? big stores. Yeah, they're going to sell everything like they do in the States. Oh, okay. Well, Amazon then. Let's um, let's get on to that. But um, all the streaming sites, you know, hit me up on my socials. Instagram, Timomatic Music. Facebook, Timomatic Music. YouTube, which is going to be something I'm really putting a lot, lot of content out there. So that's Timomatic Official. And keep, keep up to date. I think it's very exciting what we're doing. The music is going to be frequent. It's going to be vibrant. It's going to get people going and really i think if anything this music in its entirety will give people will get people closer to me and i I, it's funny that's why one of the reasons why i changed the name i wanted to to bring people closer Hmm. when it kind of pushed people further away is that why we've been holding hands the whole interview that's exactly why, mate. I'm glad you asked because you didn't flinch yeah. when I grabbed your hand, but um, that's why. Well, I'm starting to prune now. This spa, <laughs> this spa that we're sitting in is, is uh, making me uh, start yeah. to wither. Thank you, Tim O'Matic. Great to have you back. Great to know that you're here releasing all this great new music and uh, look forward to supporting you more because you're a dead set legend and great to have you on the mic. Appreciate it. Now, just before we finish, am I the first person you've interviewed that's transformed from one name? To another name, mid-interview? Mid-interview. No, you're actually the first. Oh, we, there it is. Bad. We've had our first world first name changing during interview on, yeah. on the mic. <laughs> Interviewing two people who is in this embodied in the same person. I love it. It's awesome. Thank you, Tim O'Matic. Thank you, Goldie. Appreciate it.
listening to On The Mic with Mike Goldman. Subscribe, download and review at iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher or your favourite podcasting app. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.